0: A warm welcome this week. This is a follow-up on emotions. And as mentioned before, most people make the mistake to believe that we only have two choices in dealing with emotions. Either we suppress them, we kind of put them to the side and change our mindsets and whatnot. Mind you, this is helpful, but not always. And in the same time, the other option is: oh, let's just let our emotions fly and just express whatever we want, ever, whoever we want. And many times it feels like there's no other way. But these two solutions are not very helpful in the long term. This is especially a big dilemma, especially if you're a Christian giver, because it seems like there's no other way. On one hand, you want to be peaceful and give like Christ and hold your peace. That peace that surpasses all understanding, which means pushing down emotions. But then what happened after a long day of work, maybe when we meet our family or our kids, or may get stuck in traffic, there could be an explosion of emotions. These emotions just seem to come back to us in ways that we don't want. Or maybe waking up in the morning and feeling unmotivated. Guess what's the clue right there? The emotions are not attended to. So then what? Are there any psychological methodologies and spiritual models that can point to what can be done? And I'm here to say that yes. And this is the third way. And I'm noticing as I've been immersed in so many professional trainings and scientific discoveries that this third way is emerging from many perspectives, and I'll point them out to you today. And I want to welcome you into the Renewal Nuggets in this container, in this space, in this oasis in the midst of action for that helps you to regenerate and to renew on the go, psychologically and spiritually, as you keep on giving, and you minister to others and making this world a better place. And if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Yuana and I love to bridge science, psychology, spiritual care, and ancient Christian faith because I had this privilege now to be this vessel molded in a certain way by God through all my professions through decades, and I'm here to serve you in this way and bring short trainings every week so that you can continue to give and continue to further in your vocation to support and help others. So as mentioned, most people believe that we only have two choices in dealing with emotions. And I've been on both sides because for decades I've been used with suppression and, you know, living in my head and have very powerful thoughts that were able to shift my mood in ways so suppressing them was also encouraged by spiritual traditions and there's a place to that, right? Because if we are In a situation where we need to be right on the spot let's say you're in a meeting or you're teaching or you're ministering and all of a sudden you're triggered and overcome by emotions this is not the time to pause and just let your emotions fly high right so there is a place for suppression and the other option is to express emotions, and especially as a young psychiatrist, you know, listening to people's stories, knowing about being compassionate, empathic, and listening to their emotions, I've noticed that just by expressing emotions and going over the same stories over and over hasn't been helpful. They will continue to do that. So this idea of catharsis, which I've shared in another episode and was also shown in psychological research, by itself is not helpful. So what is the way? in the long run, suppressing is just putting a beach ball under the water. How long can we do that? How long can we push this energy in our bodies? We cannot for long. It'll come up either indirectly through explosive short moments of anger or frustration, where sometimes people lose control either verbally or physically, and that is not what's needed, and it's not helpful. Or it can come up in big waves like depression or anxiety. So in the long run, suppressing is not helpful. But as mentioned before, just expressing emotions not only is not helpful because it perpetuates stories, but can impact also relationships. Families are are separated because of this. So it's really important to think through what is the solution. So I'm here to talk about the third way. And there is many psychological models that support that and also Christian tradition. So I want to talk about that. Let's start with a secular space, the scientific psychological space. I've been privileged to work also with couples and be training that there is very clear realization that couples can be very unstable. You have the duality and things can go, he said, she said, and it goes back and forth. And you need a third person, a third equalizer in the rooms to get that, especially when there's conflict, to get that stabilized. So having what's called safe triangles, it's a very important concept in couples and family work. Here's another example. In the internal family systems, which is a psychological methodology which is emerging and now it's becoming evidence-based, helping a lot in dealing with our emotions. There is this idea that we have at a core a place that's untouched, unharmed, I call it true self. And mind you, this is a psychological perspective. So it's devoided by spirituality on purpose, in order to be able to be tested and proven. The research, but there is a space that there is a true self that can hold what's called in internal family system polarities. And we have lots of polarities in general, either between parts of us that are, they call it managers, they are whenever we hear ourselves I must, I have, I should, I always, those are parts of us that are trying to keep us safe by being preemptively helpful, preemptively deciding, okay, this is the plan. From now on, I'm never gonna do this. And on the other side, we have other Energies inside are the parts of us that are more, they call it firefighters, because like firefighters, they'll just jump in to help. Those are our reactions. They come to help, to soothe. When they're balanced, we call them, we call them coping skills. And when they're extreme, they can get us into trouble. Those are parts that sometimes people might lead to addictions, small or big, and explosions of emotions. So in internal family system, we're holding, we're stabilizing our inner system towards inner self-leadership from that true self in ways that we manage these polarities by dwelling deeper into what is the function in their inner system, what are the need the needs that are supporting inside, what are the fears, and working our ways through that. So there is a third way in internal family systems. Now, here's another very interesting emerging psychological methodology. It's called psychosynthesis. This has been since mid-20th century. And in psychosynthesis, the third way is providing the synthesis of polarities. So if like internal family system, we looked for that balance through the true self. Here in psychosynthesis, is kind of similar, but we're looking at synthesizing, integrating opposites instead of saying, well, I can do only A or B what if on a belief level, A and B is possible? What would that look like? So it expands our consciousness that way. Here's another model. In mindfulness, loving kindness and compassion, the premise is that we nurture this sense of awareness, this sense of What makes us human? We're conscious. We're conscious of what is happening. We're not just automatons doing things, talking, moving, We actually are aware that we are aware. We are aware that we are alive. And nurturing the sense of awareness inside from the inner core, from the sense of who am I, can help regulate our external conditions and our internal conditions. So in mindfulness, the awareness, which By the way, it's a state of being that is studied also heavily in psychology. It's very important. So the beginner's mind, meaning I'm just going to notice my thoughts. I'm just going to notice my emotions without attachment, without giving into the actual story. All right. I'm going to also give some examples from logics and physics because i love math and i love physics i used to teach it i mean high school but here is the principle like if you study the history of physics right newton came with amazing laws cause and effect but here's the thing Einstein revolutionized this, and now we're in the era of quantum physics, we know that we're not just dealing with a two-dimensional, so to speak, cause and effect. There is something else that is happening in a physical world that is beyond the dualistic way of being, cause and effect and this is so exciting if you love physics to discover new ways of being and even this idea of the uncertainty principle that the closer we are to an object and observe it the less objective we become the subjectivity is involved and in logic right we're used to the dualistical logic A, non-A, but interestingly, there is a new field evolving even in logic. They talk about ternary logic. When there's A, there's non-A, and there is also a third way. And what's most exciting for me as a Christian is that in Christian faith, God is Trinity. It's one and it's mysteriously three. God the Father Christ the Son and the Holy Spirit, and there's an entire theology around it in terms of the relationship with it, but the idea is in in Orthodox Christian theology, in the ancient faith tradition, is that we preserve the tension, we hold the mystery between polarities. So what does this mean for our emotions? This third way that is emerging in so many ways of thinking and practice and experiences are Pointing to the idea that we can do the same thing with our emotions instead of suppressing them or instead of indulging and being engulfed by them, there is a third way. And just briefly, for the purpose of this educational training, here is that we observe our emotions. Although we have our emotions, we become aware that we are more than our emotions. This is healthy detachment. We're not suppressing, but we're not getting into the emotion fully with no sense of awareness and what's interesting emotions come with stories many times they are conditioned from our past and we don't have to believe them we don't have to believe many times we have unhelpful stories which are triggered and are conditions from the past and we have the ultimate choice of believing or not believing them so whatever it's not helpful we don't have to believe. And we can believe whatever is helpful, whatever, like it says in, in the Bible, whatever it's kind, whatever is gentle, whatever is beautiful. This is the God of the unconditional love. And at in our inner core, at our soul level, we have this ability to choose our beliefs. We have the ability to choose our stories. And this image of God is within us can bring compassion and unconditional love. And we can meet that in silence and we can witness our emotions like waves in the ocean. We can witness them like clouds in the sky. They're there. We can notice the color. We can notice the taste, but we don't have to get engulfed by it. And if this sounds really strange to you, I want to invite you to this experiment. Emotions do not know because of centuries and centuries human experiences of suppressing them on a fundamental level we don't know that emotions can whisper they don't have to scream but because we suppress them they tend to scream so the invitation is this when there's an emotion that comes up to just invite yourself invite your emotion to say hey why don't you, instead of screaming, how about whispering? How about bringing the volume of the music, so to speak, down so that I can hear it? If I listen to my favorite song and if it's really, really loud, I'm going to be overtaken by it. It's going to be so loud, it's going to be painful. So instead of closing it or staying with a loud sound, the choice is to get the volume button and just turn it down and just invite your emotions. Hey, instead of Screaming right now, if you would whisper, I can still get your message. Now, this is a very short training, of course, and I can go into too many details of how to do this, but I expand on this extensively in my programs and especially in the Growing in Christ and Renewal in Action programs. When I bridge and bring practices, how to nurture the true self, how to nurture our soul, and stabilize and balance our inner forces meaning emotions, thoughts, and body sensations, so that we can stay in that space with awareness, with free choice, where we can nurture ourselves and the entire vessel, body, mind, heart, and soul. Type in the chat if your thoughts about this third way and the different types of triangles of third ways of encountering polarities that you might have had experience in your life so in summary contrary to popular belief with emotions we don't have to fully suppress them all the time or engulf in them and indulge them all the time there is a third way and in time with practice we can stabilize the inner forces this raw energies that are emotions and get to know them get to know their needs but without feeling like we have to believe all the stories that they are telling us is it simple yes is that easy It takes time. It takes practice. It's like going to the gym, right? We can't really expect to lift 200 pounds right away. We need to start slow, you know, two pounds, five pounds. So I encourage you to consider that. Consider thinking through it and finding the right programs that can help you to train in this that would balance all your energies in such a way that you can continue to flourish and grow and continue to give so that you can serve humanity and fulfill your ministry and your vocation. And with that, I say goodbye for now.